Good afternoon and welcome back to the Rural Voice and Astro Rural Education Association podcast. It is a pleasure to be back on the mic with uh, two great friends of mine. And, and the third, I think, will become a good friend of ours. Usually what happens when they come on the podcast. So, Dr. Bigham, Dr. Silver, it's so good to be back with you to record our special podcast on announcing and interviewing our National Rural Teacher of the Year. So, uh, Jared and Chris, just a pleasure to be back. Anything you want to add to this? Yeah, you're welcome. I, I mean, the, the um, we had liberty to just do whatever free run on the last podcast. Chris and I had fun. And, um, but I will say, you said good afternoon to everyone. I, and I really envision people listening to this podcast while they're brushing their teeth in the morning, cooking breakfast for their kids to just jump start their day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, so I'm going to say good morning. Keep brushing your teeth. I'm going to go ahead and say good afternoon again. So that'll put that on. <laughs> so there. Hey, hey, Alan, if it makes you feel any better, I know Jared said we kind of went off the rails last time, but I went ahead and edited all his dialogue out. So it's just me. So it should be fine. <laughs> well, I know you didn't go off the rails because HHS, um, had to edit it as well. So right, yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> so, so let's get rolling today. And uh, once again, always we're happy to welcome our Teacher of the Year. Um, you know, Lori Smith won last year out of Nebraska. This year goes to a, a young man from Arizona. Ty White was the winner of Arizona Rural Schools, and he's also won the national competition. Um, Ty, welcome to the podcast, and, and pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you. I, I got to say, I appreciate you calling me a young man. Well, you are, right? I mean, you're, I know you're younger than I am, so that makes you a young young man. So that's good. Yeah, it's compared. It's 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 uh, compared to you, Pratt. I'm going to say compared to Jared as well, but uh, we'll throw it in there. <laughs> so, so Ty, tell us. Give it. We're going to give you a chance to shout out to where you work and what you do at your school. So I teach at Wilcox High School. We are a rural community in southeast Arizona, about an hour, hour and a half north of the Mexican border. We are a largely agricultural community. Our town runs on farming and ranching. And so I have the privilege of teaching chemistry. I've taught math in the past, a little bit of biology. One of those deals where in a small town, everyone does everything, right? Um, I yes, coach sir. the knowledgeable team. I know they're actually excited to listen to this later on. I was getting ready to say you had you got to be a coach, Ty. I knew that <laughs> you got to be a coach, right? Coach or something. You know, I um I sponsored the solar go kart team last year. Uh, I've got a science club that I run, and so it, you're right. Like we do so many different things out here. Okay, so so you 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 coach the the what team now again? I'm knowledgeable, sorry. knowledgeable, sort of All a right, trivia so you team. Give, you got to give them a shout out. So when we get to that point, we'll come back to that. But the other part, you said solar go-karts yes sir yeah right. that's interesting to me yeah well go ahead and put us down as a sponsor on a go-kart well nrea will sponsor you be careful because i will hold you to that oh, oh we're, we're going like, to we're going to do it yes like nascar gonna have a stick yes of, sir stick of, boom <laughs> i like it hey I, nra i'll put an nrea sticker on my um toyota tacoma it's it's not we'll, a, we'll it's do not that broadcast. and we'll definitely do the the solar go-kart. We want NREA's logo all over that. We'll work that out, Ty. I promise when I come out your way. So, so Ty, tell us about what your thoughts were when you were announced as the winner. Kind of give us a little bit of kind of back background into that as well. 
Yeah, if you want my thoughts, you know what? I've got to go with the honesty here. As a science teacher, and if we've got science teachers out there listening, they understand what I'm going to say here. We kind of understand scale a little bit more than other people do. Uh, it's really hard to talk about great big scale when you're kind of stuck in your own bubbles and what you're used to. And so to be announced as the national rural teacher, I've got to say, I hope you didn't make a mistake. There's a lot of other amazing <laughs> teachers out there. There's 50 states full of teachers doing amazing things. And so I was just kind of, this is a big thing for me to absorb still, if we're being honest. Well, let me, let me give you a little bit of background on my side. I do not vote on the award, um, but when the team came back and they said this, then this is a quote from one of the members, this guy blew us away. That should make you feel better and know we picked the right person. It helps. <laughs> it helps. Dr. Silver, Dr. Biggin, any questions for Ty? Because I know the chemistry science thing, I'm a former science teacher. That makes me excited. I know Jared did that as well. So, well, Jared, I, I mean, you did it to teach kids. I did it to, uh, uh, as part of my Appalachian heritage and, and you know, home homegrown medicinal uh, remedies is why I went, I got a chemistry degree. But I think Ty got it for the right reasons. He's, he's helping kids. Ty, let me ask you, um what was the the calling moment for you that's what, this is what i did my dissertation on and i've never asked this on the show before i even talked about it but for some reason it's hit me with you what called you to the profession and then in particular ending up in a rural school where you are now so so that's that's interesting i actually started as a veterinary science major at the university of arizona i spent two and a half years in high school working at the vet's office. And so I, I really kind of knew what that looked like, what it was gonna turn into. And I had a, a, an issue come up. I had My father had a work accident. I kind of left school for a bit. And there's a caveat there too, but I went back home to help take care of things. And while I was back up in the White Mountains at that point of Arizona, I, um, I just kind of got involved with schools. I ended up with a part-time job translating Spanish and teaching English to some students that had come up from Mexico. I spent some time with the charter school. I did a bunch of tutoring at the community college. And I just kind of figured out that maybe everyone was right. I've been told for a long time I was going to be a teacher the way I like to explain things to people. And, and when I went back to school to finish, that was just where I, I changed my major. I turned into an education major and I knew that I was going to have to do some sort of science. That's just me since I was a kid. And chemistry is where we settled. That's awesome. I, I mean, that's a, you know, I found um, in my research and then just in hiring a blue billion people in, in a rural school and, and working with the blue billion different people in rural school districts, that there's rarely that lightning strike moment where god or whoever just says like go be a teacher it seems like there's this pull through different doors opening closing that puts puts these rural teachers in these but i, well, I will say the the ones that feel called whether it's you know for, for altruistic reasons or whatever they end up in the in the classroom or as an administrator and it seems like rural teachers and also i will go to the complete other side of the coin the urban core teachers that are teaching these low-income students, they just have a different perspective and and just a, a desire. And so I think, you know, you should be commended because you you probably could have been, I hate to tell you this, in my 
my wife talks about this all the time. She's, she's got a doctorate degree and she's like, you know, I could be making like 65% more in another field with my education. And, and obviously, you know, you, you could as well. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Let me tell you that first of all, and, and serving these kids. And so I, I, sorry, I, I might have rabbit trailed a little bit, but I, we've got a unique opportunity here to hear from the rural teacher of the year. So I'm just curious how you ended up there. So thanks Ty for sharing that with us. Jared, you bring up a good point there about the calling or, you know, in so many cases we get folks that may have had a life tragic event or something happened in their life that shifted their course and then they end up going where they really probably should have been, which was what Ty talked about. Um, Ty, Ty tell me, tell me a little bit about, your community and did you grow up in the Wilcox area? So I guess if you don't mind me taking a second here, yeah, I'm please. gonna break this story into two parts. Okay. I I brag to everyone who will listen that I am a graduate of Globe High School, 1998, baby Tigers. And <laughs> so if you don't know, Globe is one of the small mining towns here in Arizona. And it's funny because my interpretation of small has changed over the years. But we had a graduating class of about 115, so big by some standards, small by others. Um, but it was absolutely considered rural at the time, and I, I would still consider it a rural thing today. But I was just telling someone, as much as I brag about having come from Globe High School, I actually grew up in a smaller sub-community called Wheatfields. It was out in what my friends called the sticks, because there was miles of nothing between town and me. And so it was really just a, a trailer park out there on the way to Roosevelt Lake, uh, one of the water supply depots for Arizona and a hydroelectric dam. Um, so like I did grow up rural and I did spend some time teaching in the sprawling metropolis of Phoenix and we won't get into too much there, but um, I got introduced to my wife who is from Wilcox and it was an easy adjustment to to kind of leave the city behind and move back to a place where I've got horses in my backyard. Oh, hey, you, you, how many, how many of us can say a, a woman led us to a destination, man? <laughs> <laughs> that right. was your calling right there. <laughs> that was part of it, right? But uh, I've got to share on this part of the story. My um, daughter, like we, one of the side jobs, you have to hustle as a teacher, right? We run a small cow-calf operation out below Dos Cabezas, and one of those cows out there has my daughter's name tag in its ear. Every year we separate that calf, and it goes into a college fund, and that makes my daughter a sixth-generation cattle grower in the Wilcox area. That is great. I'm, I'm so uh, glad you shared that. Thank you so much for sharing that part of the story. You don't, you don't have a uh, helicopter like John Dutton and fly around <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not too sure I've met many ranchers that think a whole lot of that show. I, I've got to admit, I haven't watched it, guys. Uh, I've, you've got me. I did not either. So I'm, I'm good. So I'm, I'm not going to watch it. Hey, Dr. Silver, I know you, you bring a unique perspective to this because you're not in the total education backgrounds. Anything you want to ask Ty as we move through this uh, conversation? I, not really. I just want to say you guys are, you know, it, we're, we're definitely excited to have you, Ty. Um, I guess if I had a question, um, what is sort of, and if I'm jumping the gun here, tell me, what is, what is sort of your, I guess, view of the future of, of education? Like, where do you think we're headed? 
Good question. Uh, I'll take an honest stab at that, but uh, in which way do you mean we're heading? That's that's so open ended. I know. Well, I, I, I deliberately left a little open ended. Oh, so come you, on, Chris. Yeah, that was like the universe. Like, where? Well, that's that's me being a good politician. You just don't directly ask a question. <laughs> you don't have to own it. No. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Sorry, politicians. Out there. <laughs> that's a good um, one. I, I tell you what. I, I'll take a stab at that. Okay. I got an idea here. <laughs> so you know, here recently, I've seen a lot more programming dedicated to reaching out towards rural communities. I don't know that I can say the future of American education is going to be back in small towns, but I think that there's a lot more of a movement towards equity on a number of different fronts. And, and, and it's something I'm grateful for. I really think that we've kind of long ignored questions and issues of equity and, and questions of access. And so I really am grateful that I think there's been a shift in that direction but I don't know that I can put my stamp on what the future of education is going to be. So Tom, I'm going to push a little bit and just kind of follow up on what Dr. Silver asked about, you know, the future of ed, the future of rural ed. Where, where do you see us going and where do you feel we need to go with rural education? I think that there's been a lot of things come up lately, like I was saying, about access and about providing more access to rural communities and making sure that, you know, along with other groups, there's just a lot more equitable opportunities for our students. And honestly, I'm happy with that. That's been one of the most rewarding movements I've seen in my career, is that we're recognizing these needs, and now we're going to finally take some steps to act on them and service them. And I think you bring up a good point, Ty, when you're talking about we're seeing a movement and we're seeing more equitable access. And, and, and this award is proof of that in the sense of the work that you've done to provide that equitable access to your students is being honored. It's being honored by your work, but also what your students do. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Dr. Begging, you want to add to anything on that? Yeah, well, I think it's a great time to uh, transition to our ultimate question at the end because he's he's alluding to it. So I want to see yes. how he might tie in. So uh, no pun intended, uh, tie in. Uh, so Ty, we ask this of all our guests, if you were Harry Potter for a day, had Harry Potter's wand and you could wave that wand and do anything in rural education, what would you do with your wave of the wand, Ty? You know, this is an unlimited wand, right? <laughs> Not unlimited. I, you can't get you can't get you can't uh, wave it for more wand waves. <laughs> you got one wave of the wand. What would you do with it? One wave. I'm going to say that I, if I had one wish that would support all of our rural schools across America, right? That we would have more access to qualified personnel. You know. I think that we're having shortages of teachers, shortages of qualified teachers, shortages of support staff, shortages of bus drivers, shortages of counselors. I um, I spent time last night helping a student who's gone off to college um, figure out where she needs to go to get counseling services. And it's great that she's at college where that's gonna be available. That's the kind of thing that I think a lot of small schools struggle to provide. Great. So That's a great I, answer. Great yeah, answer. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
you've proven the reason why you're a winner of this award by you're spending time with former students, you're spending time with future students, you're spending time with your current students. You're doing a lot for the community and it means a lot to us to honor you and uh, allow you to share your story with our members, but also with our national audience and then also at our conference as well. So Todd, thank you so much. Um, Jared and Chris, you wanna add anything? Oh yeah, just thank you, Ty. I appreciate your uh, the way you approach this in your humble manner. And but it's obvious that you're an amazing teacher, amazing educator, really cares. So thank you for joining us and and coming to the conference. Can't wait to um, uh, hear your uh, talk and also just to meet you in person and uh, see if we can't reminisce about education days at some watering hole in Green Bay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> hey, thanks again for joining us, Dr. Bigham, Dr. Silver, and Ty, way, all the way from Arizona. It was a pleasure today. Um, look forward to seeing everyone at the conference. Make sure you've uh, got your hotel booked and all your good stuff set up for uh, our trip in Green Bay. And uh, we're going to add just a little bit of updated news. We are signing a contract. The conference next year will be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 2020. Boom, boom, in Tennessee, yeah. baby, Tennessee. Yep. Yeah, so we, we wanted to put that on the end so we could share that out. So uh, I didn't even know that. Man, why are you keeping this from me, Pratt? I, I, I'm just, I, I wanted to put it on the podcast. I want to put it on the podcast, you know? So. Man, I've, I literally just pulled a sticky note and started playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, as, as Jared writes on his sticky note, and Chris Silver Closes out from the University of the South, Suwanee. Um, <laughs> One of the most beautiful a, campuses, probably the most beautiful campus in America. It's definitely gorgeous here, guys, and consider myself it a privilege to be here. Yeah, so, um, but definitely, Ty, just we, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. Congratulations again. Um, definitely looking forward to some, some wonderful conversations at the upcoming conference. Um, I just want to reiterate what Dr. Pratt said, which is, you know, this is an exciting time to be involved in rural education. Um, you know, I'm, as everyone who listens probably knows, I'm a data guy. And there's a lot of really fascinating research that's coming out right now. Um, and I'll, I'll be sharing some of that at the conference as I talk to folks, some of the stuff I've been reading that's coming out post-COVID, um, you know, and look forward to just meeting everybody and, you know, invite some friends and, and other colleagues to come this year. It's a great time to, to get involved. So get out there and do it. So. Um, but anyways, from myself and Dr. Pratt, Dr. Bigham, and Ty, uh, this is the National Rural, the National Rural Education Association Rural Voice signing off. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast and website are those of Dr. Alan Pratt, Dr. Jared Bigham, and Dr. Christopher F. Silver, and do not represent the affiliated universities and or any organization affiliated with the hosts. This podcast and the accompanying material, including our website, represent the opinions of Dr. Alan Pratt, Dr. Jared Bingham, and Dr. Christopher F. Silver, and their guests to the show and website. The content here should not be taken as medical or professional advice and should be used at your own risk. The content here is for informational purposes only and should be understood as such. The Rural Voice podcast or its hosts do not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, 
process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And the information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. Further, the content of this podcast are the property of the National Rural Education Association and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark law. No other use, including without limitation, reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without prior written permission. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the terms and conditions, and while we make every effort to ensure that the information that we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. Thank you.